What is up, Challenge Maniacs? This is Scott Yeager here with a very special bonus edition of Challenge Mania. Now, as you guys know, we do at least one Challenge Mania podcast a week, what you're used to getting over here on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But we do two podcasts a week. That's right. We also do The Madhouse over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. And over there in The Madhouse, we do a podcast every Wednesday night as soon as Total Madness goes off the air. It's D and myself, and most weeks, in fact, so far this season, every week, we're joined by a special guest. And I know sometimes, you know, it's it's hard to kind of convey what we do in the madhouse every week. So what this podcast is going to be is a little best of, if you will, a little bit of a hodgepodge of some of the funniest moments or funnier moments or let's just say random clips of the first four episodes of the madhouse. So here's what you're going to hear. Episode one, the premiere week, we were joined by the godfather, Mark Long. Week two, we were joined by Big Brother 21's Cliff Hogg, also a major challenge fan. Week three, we were joined by the GOAT, Darrell Taylor. And week four, we were joined by Miss Kelly and Judd, breaking down those week's episodes. So just mind you, week one, and then week two, and then week three, and then week four. Um, And if you do want to join the pod squad, a great time to join would be May 1st this Friday, because you do get billed every first of the month, regardless of when you sign up and i should add when you sign up when you become a maniac level patron over at patreon.com slash challenge mania you get every podcast we've ever done hundreds and hundreds of bonus podcasts you can get the accompaniment podcast from war of the worlds war of the worlds 2 you can get the Derek kaczynski career retrospective podcast we've done you can hear the entire nashville live show that we just put up that's right Two hours of live show goodness with Maddie Bro, Big Easy, Tori Hall, Ammo, Kendall Shepard, Clint Wright from Real World Atlanta, all of them on stage with us, me and Derek, of course, at the Zanies Comedy Club in Nashville. So all that for the price of $15 a month. And we do have other tiers as well. If you want to go higher, get some extra perks. If you want to go lower, that's fine. You don't get all the bonus podcasts. But what I have been doing is whenever it's possible, I've been putting up these Challenge Mania podcasts, the one you get for free. I put those up a couple days early for patrons, for all patrons to enjoy a couple days before. Sometimes we have to hold them for our sponsors till the following Monday. But I'll put them up on Patreon on Friday or Saturday or whenever we've officially recorded it. And I've had a chance to edit it and all that good stuff. So lots of fun perks. And that's not even including the contest. Every week or so, I do contest giveaways. Just, you know, comment here and randomly draw some people. You win stickers, T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, the whole deal. We do a Meet the Patrons podcast series where we interview one of you every month. So lots of fun stuff over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. These days, it's more important to us than ever. It is literally, you know, 99.9% of our income these days comes from Patreon because as you guys know, in the middle of COVID-19, most industries are shut down, uh, as well as, as you, you may have noticed, the podcasting advertising industry, not uh, guns ablazing as it is typically, because a lot of businesses, a lot of industries are shut down because of COVID. So coupled with that, us not being able to do the live shows, the Patreon has become more important to us than ever. But that being said, because of that, I know that finances are tight for everybody. They're tight for me, they're tight for D, they're tight for you listening to this. So Do not feel obligated to go outside your means, okay? I do not want you to feel as if we we need you to do this if you can't afford it. If you do have the wherewithal, if you do have the means and you want some extra challenge mania, you want to talk about the episodes with us because we do take questions from you guys while we do the podcast, please check out patreon.com slash challenge mania, but only if you have the means. If you don't, look, email me, let me know the deal. 
I'll send you a madhouse. I, like we're not we're not trying to extort you for money here. So you know, email me challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. if you really can't afford it. You want to listen to the madhouse? I'll send you an episode. All right. So really appreciate you guys listening to our free podcast we put up every week. We're going to keep the long form interviews coming. As you can see this season, we've been trying to have them be timely, cast member-oriented interviews that go in tandem with Total Madness, either who's getting voted off that week or eliminated that week, I should say. It's not Survivor. Or who does the uh, eliminating that week. Or someone who you know had a banner episode or was heavily involved in the storylines. And of course, we have so many big rookies this year. We're going to try to have them all on and as the season plays out, we'll want to have the winners and the runners-up and all, and all that good stuff. So the real main Challenge Mania feed will also be very tied into Total Madness. So you're going to hear our thoughts on the show. But if you want them every Wednesday in the Madhouse, right after Total Madness, in an interactive podcast series, I cannot implore you enough to go to patreon.com slash challengemania, and you will get to hear every Wednesday night. Because I, I get it up pretty much. We, we watch the episode. It goes, you know, it's over about 9.30. We start recording around 10. We're normally done by about 11.30. I normally have the thing up by 1 a.m. Eastern time at the latest. And if you're on the West Coast, that's 10 p.m. That's barely when the challenge ended and that thing's up for you to enjoy. So, uh, And as I said, you unlock the vault of every single bonus podcast we've ever done. The minute you become a Maniac Level patron, please wait until the first uh, because sometimes people will join and then two days later they get billed again. We can't control that. That's just Patreon standards. So if that happens to you, I, you know, I can I can refund. It's not a big deal. But uh, just wait till the first. That's a great day to sign up. That's a great way to get the cycle going on the first of the month, uh, particularly if you're only going to try it out for one month. All right. Here's what we're going to do. First up, Mark Long. This is a nice lengthy clip from our first ever Madhouse this season, the premiere episode with The Godfather, Mark Long. If you like him on the podcast, hit him up at the Mark Long on Twitter. You know where to find us, at Shot of Jaeger. He's at Derek MTV on all platforms. On Instagram, though, I'm at Scott of Jaeger. And you guys know, Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast is the way to get a lot of news, a lot of updates, a lot of Madhouse info, but the real place to get to Madhouse, guys, Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. All right, here we go. Mark Long. Here's a question yeah. from Mitchell Hanwell. Says, for the first challenge of the season, how, imp- how impressed are you guys about Rogan placing first in the men's heat and D placing second in the women's heat? Personally, they displayed, they both displayed aspects of a champion in this challenge and truly showed fans why they deserved their win last season, even if they didn't see an elimination. So again, same thing I said about Rogan. She doesn't win. She comes in second, but is this a good statement maker for someone like D to make or is she better suited to fly under the radar and not walk in with a big shirt that's says hey remember i'm the champ i think personally i think i don't care if it was for other people but i think for her own ego and her own self-confidence it was a huge win for her personally i don't know how it'll reflect the cast but i think she needed that to at least give her self-confidence moving forward because listen beating out all those other girls definitely gives her an injection of confidence i'm i bet you that yeah i think it's yeah, I think it's awesome that, you know, Rogan pulled this one out. I mean, he's had a lot of scrutiny as, you know, being the guy that, you know, the, the, the infamous phrase of TJ Lavin of people skating by and that's not going to happen. Um, he even mentioned it, you know, he even had a, a confessional where he mentions, uh, you know, is TJ actually talking to me? Um, so, you know, he, I think it's big for Rogan too. And I think it's for, I think it's big for everyone who thought that, you know, Rogan is just, you know, muscles, um, that, you know, that he, that he finishes it off. And, uh, he, you know, he beats out this Fessy guy and he beats out this, 
Um, you know, and beat out pops, CT, you know. Um, Show muscles and go muscles. Good yeah. Quote. Good quote. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So after the daily challenge, and good on Jenny, I think. Jenny coming back strong after last year, you know, obviously going out in, yeah, I would say, you know, I don't want to say embarrassing fashion, but clearly something that made Tori's year, elimination of the year, and not because of Jenny. She got house. So coming back Look, after that, this was a it, nice rebound. It's it's weird. It's also weird because like and and ever since Jennifer West came into the challenge, she's been this front runner. She's almost been like a ninja, like a ninja Natalie in like in in some way, shape, or form of she's gonna be good. We know she's gonna be good. She's she's clearly in great shape. Um she has this I've won the survival of the fittest show and she's gonna be good, except last season. I think it was, I think it was, it was more, I think it was, you know, the, the, the elimination took a, a bigger hit because she literally rocked this girl who was supposed to be the front runner. And we see on this first challenge why she's the front runner, you know, and, and on the opposite side, we see D who I'm still not sold on. That is like, she's the second place girl. You know, she won a challenge championship, and here she is, challenge champ, the reigning champ for the females. She's finishing in second place next to the, quite possibly, you know, the first place girl. You know, like, this is, I think this is impressive, very yeah. impressive on Dee's resume to, to finish in second place. 100%. Surely surprised me. Um, okay, now we move into the bunker. Uh, Nathan Mood wants to know how much is known about the bunker. Did it already exist or was it built just for the challenge? Uh, again, you want me to put my production hat back on? I don't think they built a building per se. No, um, no. no, I think they found something like this that they could convert. I don't know necessarily. I will say, right? Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those creepy hallway shots are filmed somewhere else. You know, but this is an internal kind of warehouse space and they're obviously shooting the outside of it. They write challenge on it and the inside you get a, You put a track, you put a swimming pool and whatnot. That's some sort of a converted space, whether it naturally comes with all those creepy hall shots to make it feel like a bunker. I don't know, but let's be honest. Take those creepy hall shots out of it and those like big like uh, metal doors that make it look like a submarine or whatever. Like it doesn't it's not really a bunker. Like, there's nothing like, you know, the the. Besides the fact that they're bunking in the rooms, that big inside space, you wouldn't have a bunker that looked like that. So they're calling it a bunker. Clearly, it's something else. Either way, I think it's nice to kind of switch it up a bit. I mean, how many times can you have like a, a mansion on the challenge? Like this will make us appreciate the next time we get a mansion. Um, of course. Of so, course. Uh, okay. Let's talk about this. So, Mark, if you say went back to do a challenge, right, um, would you be secretly hoping for a mansion? Or if you got something like this, would you feel somewhat slighted? Or would you be down would you be like look this is cool enough for me this feels like a challenge house call it a bunker oh, no. call what you this want is, and i think i think derek will agree you know coming from a road rules day of living in a, a winnebago that was just a complete little box and it was always dirty and it was very confined i would have felt very home at home in a, in a bunker type situation of course would i love a swimming pool and be able to walk down to the beach and take a swim 100 percent. but in terms of Going back and really being able to put your game face on and focus on the task at hand, I mean, a bunker situation to me would be perfect. Um, 
You know what I'm saying? Going back now, of course, you know, 10, 20 years ago, of course, I'd want the swimming pool. But I think uh, if, if I went back and this was my my house, so to speak, I think I'd, I'd fall right in and be very comfortable in that situation. What about you, D? Uh, I mean, that's that's the thing is like we're coming from we're, like we have a problem. We started this thing um, on an RV. Yeah, yeah. On an, in an RV where we had to essentially share one huge king size bed. I did. And that was that I got fancier. You know, my RV was way fancier than yours. But, you know, it's like you had to literally change the living room table. And, and put like a and use the, the the seating pads as your bed as to be one of the beds and then you know you couldn't even use the bathroom in the RV because the septic tank was freaking right. bro- right. broken down and you'd go to the RV parks and you'd have to bathe in cold water you know so um you know when you know they talk about this being bad it's like Bunk beds, like bunk beds have been a staple of the challenge since the beginning of challenge days. They're all bunk beds, you know? So it's like, I swear it looked to me, it looks like, it looks like the bat cave, dude. It looks like, um, you know, like something that me and my child used to play with. Uh, like we'd get these houses, these Imagine X houses. Scott, you'll get into these soon. There's this these Imagine X guys where you buy these like little mini superheroes, and then you could buy these houses and the and the Joker car and the Penguin mobile and um you know and the Green Lantern. He's got his car and the Robin's got his motorcycle, and you buy these houses and stuff like that. That's what it felt. Like. It's felt like a, a, a superhero house, you know, because they're all living in it. Yeah, like, especially that, especially that common area with the pool and the track. I mean, that was fucking, that was cool. Like I, like that was awesome. Yeah, we've had we've had challenges where we have no gym. Dude, you don't know, even start with make, the first challenges, Derek. There was yeah, we had to I, make I, our. Gym. We didn't start having gyms until like I don't even remember. I mean, I remember the first challenges where there was no gyms and go, not going back too much, but. Road rules, I remember multiple, dozens of times taking a bar of soap and sneaking in a hotel and jumping in the pool with a bar of soap to take a shower. So, I mean, this, this, uh, I can easily fit into this scenario. Oh I my God. Like no gym. Do you guys remember the days of calisthenics? Ugh. Oh, God. oh my God. What is that? What yeah. is that? Sorry. Dude, I, I'm listening. Battle of Sexes one in Jamaica. We had no gym. I can remember oh, zero gym. Running in the sand. My God. Dude. What are we? What are we? Push ups. Look, Push you're, up. what you're am in I, one of these man? bunkers. You got the track. You got this other stuff. But clearly, why waste time doing that when you can start pairing off, hooking up, planting the seeds, Ooh. starting relationships? The three that stood out to me, and tell me if you disagree, we can rank these, are one that seems like it's in the infancy stages, but spoiler alert, we kind of know where it goes, which is Bear creeping into Kayla's room and starting conversations there while she kind of looks at him with her twinkle eyes at the top of the bunk bed. Then we have Nani and Asaf, who I was saying this on Twitter. Nani is one of the great leadoff hitters of our time. You know, she gets in there with these guys, episode one, you know, and I'm talking the rookie guys who don't have any baggage. They haven't even unpacked their baggage. Asaf hadn't even taken off his winter jacket. I don't know if you noticed that. And she's right, making right. out with him. And good on her because, look, we find out at the end of this episode, I think it's the second time in a row, she hooks up with Chase on War of the Worlds. He goes home episode one. Boom. Her hands are clean. And now Asaf, she gets in with him, and now Asaf's gone. She's saying she's going to slide into 
the DMs. Uh, uh, Nani strikes early. She strikes fast. It's almost as if she's in Cobra Kai. She's unbelievable. Right. So I just, I mean, I, I might want to give her my MVP right now. I have no idea. But so that's couple number two. Couple number three, of course, it's not necessarily the same thing, but Johnny Bananas and Wes here. Seems like they're going to be working together. Seems like, you know, we had a season last season where both of them went home fairly early. Season before that, Johnny goes home very early. Maybe they're thinking this is the best time to combine their resources, combine their names, combine their strategies, and see if they can both go far. And maybe they duke it out at the end, mano a mano. Um, what did you think of these three relationships that we saw form within the, the first 30 seconds of this bunker action? Mark. I'll go first. Um, well, the Nani Asaf thing, I, I love always how Nani, you know, you can tell she's had a couple cocktails. I love how she gets so intimate. She sits and she sits and talks face to face with them so close and really pours her heart out and gets them on their side. And, you know, I think it needs to set at the end. I mean, if this girl doesn't have the kiss of death, I don't know who does. I mean, it is a, it is a kiss that will send your packing and send you right home. Um, so if, if, you know, if in the future, if you are a rookie, I, I would steer clear at least the first few episodes or eliminations from Nani because she definitely has a track record of sending people home. I mean, it's like lacing those lips with poison and she just lays one on you. Um, now in terms of Kayla and Bear, you know, Bear's pouring this on thick early, which I didn't expect it to be that soon. I mean, I've heard rumors that something, you know, evolves. Obviously we all have, but I didn't think in the first episode he's going to be eyeballing and whispering her, mouthing her, I love you, uh, from across the room. I think he could have, you know, he was going to try to play it a little cooler, but he, he had some cocktails too and just fell into the love. I mean, let's be honest. There's, there's, there's three takeaways that I took away from this, this episode. First, we'll get to in a while uh, about the, you have to go into an elimination or win an elimination to the final. The second is Kayla is still smoking hot. And the third is, <laughs> whoever told Jordan to do the bangs in his interviews needs to be sent home immediately because the bangs look on that. I mean, if I've never seen, if you put the dumb and dumber picture next to Jordan, in those interviews, it is a spitting image. So when he flips the bangs up, everything looked good. Flip them down. It's a bad look. If I was Tori, I'd be like, Hey, what are you doing? So my last, uh, not to go off sidetrack. My last is Johnny and Wes. America has been waiting for, you know, it's, it's not to get superheroes, but, but it's like, Superman and the Joker combining uh, to to then go after you know the the city as a whole. So I just look. I don't know how this is going to play out. Johnny's one of my good friends. I haven't got into it yet with him about how that relationship plays out. But I mean, can these guys have each other's back till the end? Will one of them turn? Will one of them go nasty? I mean, time will tell. But if you're playing the odds. I'm betting on my money that that one of them down the line will 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 cross each other. But who who knows? The world's crazy right now. We don't know. So I'm anxious to see. Yeah. I, first, first of all, I, I got to say, let everyone know that Nanny's back. Nanny's back. Nanny. Uh, nanny. Yeah, I don't know if you guys caught that, but no, um, I got it. Nanny. <laughs> hey, um, nanny. Yeah, maybe we should start calling her Poison Ivy, Nanny Ivy. Um, yeah, maybe we have Craig. Maybe we have Craig do one in the shop. We call her Nanny. It's Nanny Ivy, yeah. Scott. Um, That's so funny. 
Um, you know, we got we got we got Nanny with the uh, with the with the snakes in her hair. Is that no? Is that poison ivy? It's it's Medusa. Sorry. Okay. That's Medusa. Um, yeah. Anyway, the one the, way, the one that they they do the uh, they paint the lips. What is it? They kiss and then she. They, what is that, Scott? You're a superhero freak. Poison, right? Yeah, poison <laughs> ivy. Yeah, she, she, for sure. She right, does the kiss, and then and then as as these they separate, as the lips separate, you get like the, the green. So it's interesting, Marcus. I look at it differently. You think that it's Nani. She's kissing these guys, and it's bad luck, and that they're then losing because of that, right? Or it gives them an irrational confidence, or it, it sort of takes their mind off the prize, and that's why they're losing. I go the other way with it, Mark. I think Nani has this innate scouting ability to know who's who's dead man walking anyway, and she looks at it and she sees Chase, and she goes. Chase's partner with Ashley, you know, they're probably going to go in against Hunter and, and Georgia and Hunter's got this revenge. He's probably going to, I got about 24 hours to strike with Chase and then he's gone. This is the best move ever. I get to go, I get to hook up with him and then I don't have to look at him ever again. Same thing with Asaf. She's like, you know what? I can hook up with Asaf and then if he stays here all season, maybe he hooks up with someone else. Maybe it doesn't work out. I'm not going to like looking at him, but you know what? He came in fairly close to the end of the daily. A lot of the guys are going to be intimidated by how attractive he is. The accent is very disarming. I probably got about 24 hours with this guy. Let's get it in, right? Let's do it. Yeah. And, and, and I like think, said, I think Nani has lead this off hitter. Yeah. Lead off hitter. She's got the scouting ability. She knows these guys are going home before they do. And she gets in there when the timing is right. And that's what makes her, I think, uh, like I said, one of the le- true legends of the game. And it's not that she's the kiss of death, right? It's that the undertaker's already on his way and she's the only one who can hear his music. Right. I love Mark, that. I love that. Mark, Mark, let me ask you this. Say What's hypothetically that? speaking, you go on a challenge, you're on this next challenge. How quickly are you moving to get that fresh catch, to get that fresh fish before it's gone? Because by day two, oh, by day well, three, someone listen. else is fucking sw- swooping in for your kill. It, dep- it depends. Listen, it depends. Are you on- waiting? It- it depends on the fish in the bucket. You know what I mean? It depends on my fish in the pond. But listen, I've like, always been. Like because, I've always, hold on. Hold on. Because, because you may just end up on the next challenge with that same person bunking above your bunk. Oh, just oh. because you guys had that moment on day one or day two of the first challenge you did. See that would that wouldn't have been allowed if, they, if that was me if if I was Rogan that would have been not allowed a thousand percent that would have either been me sleeping in the fucking pool area or her moving but I wouldn't have allowed that you know I've always came out I've always came out as an early flirter you know I flirted early in my competitions um, so it wouldn't shock me but either either she moves. Or I'm sleeping in the fucking by the uh, stainless steel fridge. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. So I, I I cut you off at first. I catch you at first. So what's the first answer to the first question? How fast are you, you moving before they come and swoop in? Oh no, dude, I, I said I'm 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 an I'm an early flirter of this game. Like I, you know. Even when I had the Robin Showmance, you know, I caught her eye probably first day, planted my seeds. I wasn't as fast as Bear. I wasn't whispering I love you from across the room. But, you know, I I plant the seeds and then harvest them for a day or two. But, listen, in terms of having someone like Robin bunk above me the entire challenge, I just assume climb on the wind, climb up on the roof and jump off into my head. 
So I, I just it wouldn't wait. work for me. It's a big a week, minute, a big a week for Robin getting mentioned on this podcast between Dan Walsh talking about uh, canoodling with her on the island earlier this week, and now Mark talking about bunking with her. I mean, big Robin. Uh, listen, Robin I'm, ta- I'm not talking about canoodling. I'm talking about jumping off of a roof, landing on my head. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. And, and back to who's moving faster than who. I mean, ASAP is given his bank account. Apparently, he's given his bank account information to Nanny, while Bear is telling Kayla that he loves her. So who's uh, moving faster? Who's the real killer? Hey, here? look, I hate to break it to you guys, and I, I pardon me for saying this, and I know it's not right to assume, and I don't know the guy, so I might be off base in saying this. I feel like Bear might be the type of guy to say I love you when he doesn't mean it. I just feel like he may or may not have said it to someone before, looked right in their eyes, maybe on a date, you know, maybe even during a challenge, maybe on the sidewalk, maybe even on a dating app. And just been like, I think I'm in love with you. And like, really, just like, you know, he's probably said it to a waitress or two just to get or a hostess to get a table. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So this, so, so those three words will carry a lot of weight with you. Right, Scott? Well, not when it comes out of that guy's mouth. I'm not going to lie. Now that we know that, I mean, the guy, oh. I mean, here's the thing with him. We talk about Nani, right? So Nani, again, I think swoops in like a falcon, right? And just gets in and gets out with her, with her meal, right? But, but Bear, you know, this is his third season. Season one, him and Georgia obviously have a relationship that means so much to her that during the final, she goes unconscious. She wakes up first two words out of her mouth. She's talking to a, a medical, uh, attender and her first words, are where's bear where's bear is bear here not can i have oxygen not am i okay am i gonna live where's bear right so clearly he had made a lasting impact on her and this is someone who walked in on him facetiming his actual girlfriend at the time right then go to the next season who does he who's he shack up with laurel right he's got laurel bodying he's got like three girlfriends why is he only gonna have one girlfriend when he can have three of them well right but here's my point right so he's the opposite of nani right He's not trying to, okay, let me see who's probably maybe because if bear was the guy version of Nani, he'd like have his sights set on Jennifer Lee or something like that. Or, you know, someone who probably isn't she long for this game, tattoos. but he goes right in that room and he goes, Hmm, who should I go for this year? All right. Now, Georgia, she's pretty good, but she's not here. Oh, what about <laughs> Laurel? She's a beast. Is Laurel here? No. Okay. How about Kayla? She's right to pick for a final. Huh? We'll go for her. So he literally goes in and gives me, give me the girl who has the best chance of dominating, and I want to have her, you know, and it, right? Like, he, he, I think he almost does the other thing where he goes, who could win this thing? I want to have a, a showman's for as long as possible you know what i mean he went for georgia laurel and now kayla it's almost like he's like the coach k of the of the challenge because he's got you know what i mean like he's going out there looking to win championships you know dude that is that is excellent I love it. Dude, your impersonation of him was spot on. I fucking love it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's as if he thinks TJ's going to come in week eight and say, guys, stay where you are. Look to your left. The person in bed with you right now, that's who you're running the final with. Like, he thinks that's right. going to be the twist. And he's like, all right, TJ, I've been doing this since episode one. Kayla, put on your boots. You know, like, I, I honestly feel like he thinks there's a chance. This is the biggest twist in the history of the challenge. Drop your pillows. Yeah. Well, Dude, I no. love it. I love it. 
Well, now that you mention it, can you answer this in your bare voice? So clearly Ashley starts taking a, takes a shot over here at, uh, at Nani, right? She takes a shot. She goes, I don't know if you remember this, but it's, it's, it's about, it's about, you know, winning money, not winning over the man. Um, and then you kind of see, you know, the, 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 the holy trinity of Kayla, Jenna, and, uh, Nani, Jenna, Nani. Nani. and Nanny, and Nanny. Nanny. Yeah, the Holy Trinity over there looking at Ashley like, you know, watch her. She's starting to play that game. So, but clearly they're on different sides. Wouldn't we imagine that Ashley could make it into this Holy Trinity of some sort? But they seem to be on on opposite sides. Ashley looks like she's trying to pick up free agents. Didn't you see her out there talking to Big T? She's talking to Jennifer Lee. You know, Ashley's out there trying to make some moves. Remember, Ashley was a part of Carter's cult last season. She herself was a free agent. I think now, and you're right, she could slop, slip in there and be maybe the fourth uh, angel of death or whatever you're calling the Holy Trinity. But I, I like what she's doing. You know, she sees a big T. She's like, hey, we played together a little bit last year. Maybe uh, go talking to her. She doesn't look like she's wearing a jersey with anybody's name on it yet. You know? Right, right, right. I like yeah, that. I mean, she's, she's the ultimate free agent. Even she said, I'm just going to go back to the house and try to make some friends. Yeah, (laughs) I love how Ashley's got the voice that it just her voice can sound extremely innocent or extremely devious, depending on what she's saying. Right. Right. She has that accent that goes either way. And it's all on the content like bear. It's the opposite. Bear could be saying the most wholesome thing ever. Do you have any cereal? And you're just like, you're an (laughs) evil person. Right. (laughs) You know what you sound like? You sound like what's his name from uh, uh, Lord of the Rings? What's his name? Uh, the, the little guy, Gollum. What's his name? Gollum. Yeah. Is Gollum. that his name, Gollum? The little guy, the mm-hmm. the, the troll that with the yes. ring. Yes, Gollum. Ring. Kayla. Kayla. Oh Jesus! I'm in love with you. I don't know it yet, <laughs> but I feel like you and I is gonna be married someday at the top of Big Ben. I know it. Oh my God! You don't if know it yet, but you're in love with me. The next time we do do when we do our makeup Tampa Challenge Mania, uh, you got to do some hair on stage, dude. I'm fucking die. It's so good. So let's it's go. So good. Let, let's we'll go. get you a nice Hawaiian shirt, right? And you just be bad. Dude, you should Bam. see the screen grabs I got. It's so fine. My, my, uh, I took these screen grabs of when he's in there talking to her. And if it's almost like if you had no idea who he was and you had no idea what Kayla's home situation was and you just looked at the pictures of like this, like, you know, charming looking guy. He's got his shirt off. He's in the hallway. He's in the doorway and he's talking to her and he's got this twinkle in his eye. It looks really interesting. And then Kayla's kind of perked up in the bed and she's looking at him all, you know, wide eyed. And if all you knew was that, you'd be like, this is adorable. Where for art thou Romeo this is fantastic you know it's like right, it's like right. Joey Potter sneaking out the window to go see Dawson Leary or whatever or Clarissa explains it all knocking on the window oh it's Sam but when you know the context you feel like you're watching like the first scene of Scream where you know Drew Barrymore doesn't last that long in the movie you're like I know she's not that long and, but she's in this first scene and she gets the call hello Sydney and you're like oh shit I know where this is going and that's right. how I look at this horror fucking movie of Bear and, and Kayla I can't I, it's, it's hard for me to watch so i'm just i'm just wondering how long it even lasts is this going to happen in second episode third episode when's it going down who knows well in the trailer they keep going
going to the clip of, of Kayla saying, I ruined my relationship for you. So it's yeah. like well, this and then that. Well, look, she's trying to fight it off. I got to give her that. She calls him a psychopath and a pretty like, you In know, a smiley way. No, I think she was a little demeaned. She was like, get, who the f- get this fucking guy away from me. I got a guy. I still think at this point, she's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You know? Yeah. So I, I, this kind of reminds me of a little bit of like, maybe how, is it possible how Polly and Kara kind of started? It's kind of like, it wasn't happening at first, right? And then it happened. There he is, Mark Long, the godfather. Who better to have on the premiere episode of The Madhouse than Mark Long with our second Madhouse of the season over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. We brought in a big brother cast member who's probably not going to get cast on the challenge anytime soon, but I think that even adds to the fun because he's just a fan of the challenge. He's been watching for several seasons. He gets it. You, If you watched Big Brother and particularly the live feeds, you saw he was talking about the challenge with his fellow cast members during his uh, filming of the show. So big fan of the challenge. He even covers it himself in his Cliff Notes uh, blogs that he does online. Cliff underscore hog is where you can find my man cliff hog without further ado here's mr cliff hog from big brother 21 let him know if you heard him on the podcast here is our second episode of the madhouse season with mr cliff hog Welcome everyone to the second official edition of the Madhouse this season where we will be breaking down each week of Total Madness, the current season of the challenge. (laughs) However, we're not alone. It's not just me and D. We are joined with, I would argue, one of the top two, if not the top fan favorite on the season of Big Brother 21. He's also someone who during the show, I believe it was on the live feeds, I don't know if it made the air, was famous for talking about the challenge in the house. He's a big challenge fan as well and we are a big fan of him mr cliff hogg is in the house what's up brother well howdy guys hey i appreciate the kind words and uh yeah i did have a few conversations about the challenge and tried to stir up a little stuff in the big brother house uh using using the challenge show as, as the uh the, the usage and uh had a lot of fun with it oh man i love that you i love that you're here um cliff uh first and foremost before we get started Holy shit, we've completely gone off the wall, Scott. We invited someone over that has never been on the challenge, that is on Big Brother, and I fucking love it. <laughs> All right, sorry. So we're in the madhouse, Cliff. We're in the madhouse. We got to get a little crazy in here. <laughs> I'm good. I'm ready, guys. I love it. So, Cliff, let me let me ask you because you know it's it's. I want to kind of set the stage in case some of our listeners are not familiar with Big Brother Twenty One. Um, you know, I was ecstatic when I heard that you were a fan of the show because, to be honest with you, I love when anyone you know on Big Brother ends up talking about the challenge. Obviously, now there's the built-in crossover, but you're not someone who I would have necessarily pegged as being a fan of the challenge. <laughs> so, let our listeners know how long have you been watching the show, or are you just a fan of all reality TV in general? and what attracted you to the challenge initially 
Yeah, well, you know what's funny is I've been a fan for reality TV forever, and I was, man, I was watching the real world and road rules when those things first started coming up, uh, in New York and Puck over in San Francisco, and just that's when reality shows kind of kicked in for me. Uh, But then I got married, moved work, and having kids and all, I kind of backed away from it a little bit. Uh, But I don't know, probably about three years or so ago, uh, my kids who uh, had just gone that college by then, or maybe were still in college, said, "Oh man, y'all got to watch the challenge. This stuff is badass, and it's uh, it's kind of like Survivor or Big Brother, just just amped up just that much more as far as some of the competitions and stuff go." And so my wife and I started watching it. I, I think the first thing we watched was the uh, uh, the the, the All Stars with uh, Terrell Owens and some of the athletes, but then the first official season we watched was Thirty Thirty. So I saw you on that one, Derek, and uh, nice. pretty much been watching ever since. Uh, and yeah, my age and who I am, I wouldn't expect people would think that I was necessarily as big a fan as different age groups and all of that. But hey, I, I love any time that people are kind of forced to put themselves out there and. Put, put everything on the line and and give 100% and just see what they got inside them and challenge certainly does that. Uh, you know, I want to get to a question from Katie Jarvis. I'll direct it first at you, Cliff. Um, she says, do you guys think there's a difference between being a sore loser and being disappointed in your own performance? I personally didn't see Jordan as being a sore loser, but thought he knew he could have done better and just had to deal with it on his own. So, Cliff, in your experience yeah. of being on Big Brother, I don't know how much they end up airing of this, but I'd imagine a challenge is over. You guys probably go back in the house. You start talking about it. People are probably getting, you know, complaining about stuff being unfair, having oh, to go yeah. first, last the other way do you feel like that's being a sore loser or do you think sometimes you can chalk it up to hey they probably made us go in the wrong order or hey it's an unfair oh. shake to the person who goes last yeah absolutely i mean sometimes things just happen and you yeah not everything's gonna be perfectly fair and you have to just deal with with what you're facing uh yeah, I think a sore loser is only when you're not willing to to take any blame for for what parts you may have played in it. You can you can gripe a little bit about things that that affected the game, but yeah, you know there there's competitions where where I knew coming out said, oh, if I had just done this a little different, if I had a different strategy, I would have played better. And so no, I think I think you can have both, um, but but if you're not willing to take any part of the blame, if if you're going to blame it on everyone but yourself. Uh, then that that's where you start trading into that sore loser territory, I suppose. Whether uh, you want it or not, what is the, in your opinion, the easiest Big Brother? Because the thing about Big Brother is if you watch it enough, they do recycle a lot of the eliminations and, and challenges. Yeah. They're not eliminations. Challenges, backyard games, vetoes, etc. They become famous. Everyone looks forward to OTEV and all that stuff. What do you think is the easiest one, and what to you was the hardest one? Well... <laughs> From a personal standpoint, the hardest one was uh, was probably the uh, the Oktoberfest where we're slipping and sliding, running back and forth, uh, filling up uh, canisters. I, I'm not the running kind of person. Geez, this first challenge today, carrying the, the ammo crates on my shoulder, probably not a big deal, but running a mile back and forth between those two platforms, that would have killed me. Uh, so that was certainly a, a tough one. Uh, easiest one, in, in my opinion, were just some of the mental challenges where it was just a matter of memorizing or how quickly can you recognize, uh, you know, what's up on the board, how, how well can you memorize what they've shown in the past. That, that was a little bit 
a little bit more my my strength. And then obviously I won that one battle back where it was more fine tuning motor skills uh, with balls through mazes and all that. And, and I love that kind of challenge. That's the one I enjoyed. Uh, I, I'll finish it up by saying the one that I thought was my favorite challenge, and I actually didn't win it, but just seen the typical Big Brother. They called it Coral Grief, where it was balancing a lot of stuffed animals on a little mobile type device, like a kid's crib type setup. Uh, and that was the most frustrating because it looked incredibly easy, but uh, incredibly frustrating because those animals kept falling off and everything. So that was the one I liked the most, even though I didn't win it. My wife and I, our favorite one is the one, I forget what the name is, but where you guys have to hide stuff in the house and then gradually <laughs> go in one at a time to try to find Because that's the one I think you all, even sitting at home, can think, where would you put it? Where would you look? How long would oh. it take you? So it's a very interactive experience for viewers at home. Yeah, and and inside the house, we spent weeks and weeks looking around because we knew that would be a competition eventually. So everyone spent weeks trying to figure out where would you put it and how would you deal with it and all. So, yeah, that was certainly one of my favorites. I got screwed over on that one. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm a sore loser because it was, it was strategy on other people's part. But, uh, yeah, I, I did like that one. That was, other than the fact that we had to clean all that stuff up when we got done, which was a lot of fun. Uh, last question, and it kind of leads into my Edge Award in honor of Mr. Adam Edge. Uh, it comes from Alyssa. She says, can we give the Edge Award to Anissa? That look was everything. LMAO. <laughs> and you know what, Alyssa? I am going to give my Edge Award to Anissa because sometimes you don't have to win an elimination to get the Edge Award. You don't have to win a game of chess. You don't have to win a race with Kayla, whatever. All you have to do to win the Edge Award is contribute to the show in a positive way and i think i'm going to be using these memes of of anisa's facial expressions for years to come like literally just anyone texts me about anything i'm going to be hitting them with the confused anisa the, the befuddled anisa the annoyed anisa the anisa when uh jen comes in with a speech that begins with greetings earthlings as if she's I, I mean i don't even know who would start something like that that way um but technically she is right they all are earthlings so you got to give her that um we will find out by the way why she chose that phrasing when she comes on challenge mania later next week um so i'm giving my edge award to anisa ferreira that's that's who's getting mine she's back she's an og and she proved it tonight 20 years of reality tv experience in just five facial expressions and that was enough to give her my edge award she went over the edge if you ask me so that's fun what about you derek who's getting yours I I, I got one. I got, I got one on tap. Um, so I'm going to give the Edge Award. First of all, um, I'm going to give the impersonation award this week, Scott, to Rogan. I think your, uh, your stellar bear impersonation from last week. Uh, it, it, I don't even know where he is right now. So it, it, I'm going to give you, give it to Rogan, first of all. Second of all, I'm going to give the Edge Award to D. Um, because I think she's dominated. She's now been, uh, you know, she finished second place last week. She was in the tribunal this week. Um, and, uh, you know, she got her basically, you know, the chick that's, I don't know, what do you call it? The girl that's sort of, uh, uh, what are they, what are they do? What is she doing? Sort of kind of like in her territory, like just kind of in her territory. She got her out of her territory out of the game 
Um, and I think she played the game like a boss today, man. Um, besides winning, you know, being part of the winning team, um, I still think that she played a central part in in the decision making of everybody. You know, she made she she made Jen's grave. She uh, you know she gave Jenny a red skull basically. Yep. Kept that alliance going. So you don't know, you um, don't deduct any points for not going in herself. Um, no, absolutely not. No, we're, she's prolonging her game, and she's now made an ally with Jenny. She can still take a shot at Jenny. Jenny is not at the end of this game. I mean, th- this is not the final. This is the second. This is the first girl's elimination. Do you know how many <laughs> shots they're going to be able to take at Jenny if they want to? They can put do Jenny and Tori part two if they wanted to. This is they're there's they're they're light years away from the end of this thing, dude. OK, OK. So it's like it's like she made she was the central character of this episode and she made Rogan tinkle a little bit and she fucking bounced Jen and she gave Jenny what she wanted. Although she made enemies with Tori and Jordan, which, you know, could could be a problem um because jordan is you know prone to to winning tory can possibly win you know we're looking at you know jenny and and, and tory one and two like you 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 pick your poison you know and unfortunately she couldn't keep both of them happy because in a perfect world she'd keep both of them happy um but besides that yeah i mean that, that that's a lot dude wins won, won a lot of things today you know except yeah. for the Tory Jordan thing, you know? So, all right. Well, edge, let's find out who gets the edge award that truly matters. Let's call it the, the, the hog award. Uh, no, it's always the, the edge award this season, but from our man, Cliff Hogg. Yeah. He's taking it I, down. I, I thought about going completely off the wall and, and throwing Corey out there. Cause I think he did a good yeah. job of, of coming back. Uh, you know, he, he was a bombardier and, and seemed like he made a lot of allies and everything. But this week, it just seems like it's a bit of a slam dunk to slam dunk to give it to Jenny, considering that she's now she's got that red skull. I feel like you know, obviously, at some point, it's she still has to compete. But I think for here for a while, other people are going to be trying to get their red skull. She's going to be off the radar maybe a little bit. She's uh, seems like she still has that alliance with D and and didn't really make any waves. And uh, she did what she had to do tonight and, and made it happen. Yeah, she got that great compliment by TJ, too. He doesn't throw those out there too often, oh, yeah. but uh, gave her a great compliment when he was giving her the Red Skull, saying she would have had her way with anybody, including him. So uh, clearly getting yeah, the TJ think, rub. I think that's a double-edged sword. I, you know, Sometimes you don't want to be called out as, as being too powerful, but short term, I think she's good to go, and, and she took care of business tonight, and uh, it goes to drama from other people for a while, I think. Howdy, Julie. I vote to evict Jen. STD 143. <laughs> there you go. Yes, everyone, yes. everyone voted yes. to evict Jen today, so you're on the right <laughs> side awesome. of the vote, my friend. Um, thank you so much, brother. That was great. STD 143. All right, guys. Hey, thank you much. I enjoyed it. Take care. That was awesome. See you, bud. Bye-bye. Cheers. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. 
So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. There he is, Mr. Cliff Hogg, two episodes down. Hope you guys are digging it. If you are, if you want to get the Mad Outs every Wednesday, if you want to support the podcast, join the Pod Squad, which, by the way, this coming Monday, we are releasing a limited edition pin only to Pod Squatters, only to the patrons. That's right. It is a Pod Squad pin. We put it on sale for $15, literally the cheapest we can make it just to make our money back. We had to order 100 of these about a year ago. We've been hanging on to them and sitting on them, and finally, we're going to release them exclusively to patrons on May the 4th, this Monday. Active patrons will get the pre-sale not even a pre-sale we'll get the password code to purchase these on zombiesailor.com so excited to release those to you but uh guys pod squad over at patreon.com slash challenge mania if you've been digging the show if you also want to support the podcast in another way you can go to challengemania.shop that's a great way to support us support the cast members that you might be buying merch for love that new anisa swag over there love the jogan swag love the you didn't come for me you came for d stuff whether you're talking about Derek kaczynski or we came for d d new win swag up there as well of course she's not on this season but car maria sorbello you can always get her swag over there paul the calafiori as well and our next guest over here in the madhouse you're about to hear you can buy his swag to the goat mr Darrell taylor here we go we had Darrell on because he knows ct very well we had him on the week that ct was eliminated by jay because Darrell knows ct and competed in a not like elimination with him very recently as well so a lot of fun stuff from Darrell. here we go Darrell taylor in the madhouse for patreon.com slash challenge mania week three of total madness All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third official Madhouse of the season, episode three, arguably the best episode, not just of this season, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say of the best two, last two seasons, and we didn't announce a guest for the Madhouse, so we don't have a guest, right? And wrong. This is the Madhouse. <laughs> so it's not just me and D. It's not just me and D. Well, I guess it is me and D. It's me and Double D, because I'm here with Derek. But we're also here with our There's man. There's no one here. There's no one here. There's no one here. Shh. Wait, I can hear him. I can hear him coming. I can hear him coming. What's up, peoples? How y'all Future doing? Future Hall of Famer, Derail Taylor. What's up, dude? How are you, man? Not much, man. Chilling, chilling. Dude, thanks for doing this. We, uh, You know what's funny? So we wanted to have you on because although it wasn't precisely the same thing, you know our man CT pretty well, not just obviously having done several seasons with the man, but you went head to head with him recently as well. And this episode was all about Captain J, Captain J Sparrow over here, Survivor's Finest, coming and climbing the top of Tamborello Mountain, my friend. So man. Uh, we can't wait to have you here talking to us about it. You've caught up, right? I mean, we got you the other episodes. Yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah, You've I seen this season. First question, yeah. man, what are you thinking of this season so far? Man, it's pretty dope, man. Every you know, it seems like it just gets better every time. It's, it's it's pretty crazy how they're able to do that. You know, I think the the Brits was a great addition, and you know they keep finding you know new 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 booties, and they they're pretty legit and they're good. It's you know, it's a, it's a good show, man. I can't compl- like I said, every time I watch it, each season keeps getting better and better. 
Yeah, I told so so I told Darrell to bring his crazy pants to to the podcast today because I told him it's a little bit more private. It's a little bit, you know, more in house. It's 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 just us. It's the pod squad. It's the most uh I it's it, it, it's the most loyal and craziest bunch that that we could come up with, and it's our community. So I told him he could let loose a little bit. See, me and mm-hmm. me and Darrell, we have private conversations. We sidebar. You know, you don't see Darrell kind of like jumping into these and talking shit all the time, but he's got all these like these 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 interesting thoughts that he just doesn't lay out there. So I, I don't can't care wait. No I can't. You I don't. I haven't. I never. You know what? I'm not going on no more. So I don't care no more. You know, so before you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm just gonna call it like I see it. You know, why do you say that? You say you're not going on no more. Is that a, a life well, choice, mean, or what do you mean? No, I mean it's just if, if they want me to go on, they'd put me on. But I get it. I got a family and stuff. So and and I don't. I'm at the age where I don't even care. I don't. I don't care if I hurt your feelings. So what? Take me out or whatever if I do go back. What's you know? great, though, let it's me just whatever. say this. What's great about the challenge, right, and it's funny. We joke about it being the fifth sport. Okay, we get it. It's a, it's a reality show. It's sports entertainment. It's not actually a sport. But in comparison with other sports, right, when someone retires from baseball, from basketball, from football, they're done. You know what I mean? Like with few exceptions, sometimes you get Marshawn Lynch dusting off the Skittles and coming back <laughs> for a season or whatever. But for the most part, right? unless someone retires at a really early age they're done you know what i mean whereas in the challenge veterans can leave for sometimes as long as seven year layoffs like Derek did and you who's taken several years off in between when you came back for invasion so it's one of those things where you can even say on this podcast i'm done and you can actually believe you're done but then in three years they just come with oh hey we got this dope season format here you go here's a nice offer and then you're back it's one of the great things about this show and it's the reason people keep coming back keep people keep fantasy booking these things writing in the the podcast hey who would you like to see back on a season this and that no one ever talks about that in basketball no one's ever like wouldn't it be dope if kareem abdul jabbar played in the finals no one says that but there is a chance that you're on season 36 darrell so don't say you're done don't make them don't make everybody right you're right well, I don't know though. With Wes and Johnny working together, I know Wes is your best friend, but I don't know if I, well, I would have a chance with that alliance. Good lord! Yeah, yeah. you know, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, Darrell. I almost texted Kenny today, and I said, "If you're not watching the challenge, don't start. Not tonight, at least." <laughs> I, I, Man, and I, I, and I still might because I, I really do think. Could you could you imagine what Kenny's thinking would be thinking Man, if I'm, he saw or I, I'm blown away. I mean, I, I get it, but I just never thought it would happen. And I and what well, I think what got me more is um I just saw them doing a they're doing a FaceTime or not FaceTime. Sorry, Insta Live. Oh, Insta Live right now, right? Who needs podcasts? Yeah. These- I was before right before you guys hit me. I was like I was like oh let me go on Instagram. I was like what the hell? Who's he on with Leroy? No, Wes. Yep. Wow. Dude, I'm looking at it right now, by the way. Okay, speaking on behalf of, of two dudes in the podcasting business, I just opened up Instagram Live. We got Big T. She's on Instagram Live with somebody. I can't tell who it is. Ashley Mitchell, she's on Instagram Live from Ecuador or whatever. 
with somebody. <laughs> Logan, Instagram Live right now. Fessy, Instagram Live. Casey, Who? Instagram Live. Is Johnny Rogan? and Wes, what's up? Is, is Rogan on with D? Rogan is on with, no, <laughs> Maddie. Rogan and Maddie, dude. This is like Battle Bowl. Where it, where, I don't know if you know what Battle Bowl is. It's the thing they used to do in wrestling where they would randomly draw partners, right? Okay, who we got? Uh, Casey's, Casey's in there with uh, someone from Big Brother. We got uh, Johnny and Wes. We got Anissa going at it with Jay. So, dude, it, look, who needs a podcast when you got everybody going to town on Instagram? Who, well, the, who needs this a podcast? Yeah, you're right, though. This is like the best episode. I've never seen a I'm deliberation. So I, I wonder how long that fucking deliberation went with them when the, when the swing votes, where they were all going for Johnny and then Nelly name came up. I was like, who the hell is going in? I had no idea. We have a term for that in the survivor viewership. It's called a live tribal, which means when they go to tribal, it's live, which means anything can happen. Anybody can get votes. It's not decided going in. I feel like on a challenge, you you rarely get that. We're like more than you might get a burn vote here or there. We had three people with at least five votes. He dodged a bullet. Johnny dodged, uh, uh, you know, a big bullet. That was crazy. I thought, yeah, and then Ellie by opening his mouth almost threw his ass in there. <laughs> yeah, man, can we talk about that sorry ass gameplay by Nelson? Holy shit! And can you and check this out? Nelson and Corey vote different ways. They're yeah. all they're all in there. Look, this is if you if you think about it now, you know Johnny goes in there and makes already makes the, the move of the season. He goes in there. And gets Wes as as his number one, right? And he's pretty yeah. much the deciding vote. Where in previous challenges, Wes is already sitting pretty and chuckling because he's with Team TYB. Now you got Fessy. And yeah, he could, it's it's he game could, over. When could have been could, Wes's show? He couldn't believe it. He's like, all the years I tried so hard. That's the problem. He tries too hard. And they just handed it to him on a platter, and he couldn't pull the trigger. That's what was so good about it, you know, because he already made a deal with him and he was trying to, I guess, cut his old ways or the way he used to be. But look at that. He didn't even try and it was handed to him on a platter. And that's how usually things work in life. So so what do all the West fans say to this? Right. All these years, you've hated Johnny Bananas for so long. And now you hand West the gun. And 15 years later. He's been wanting to pull this fucking trigger for so long. And they hand him the gun and go, go. Yes, it's time. You got his ass. Ha ha. And he goes, nope. Or maybe maybe he was just tired of pulling the trigger. Maybe that's what it was. You guys saw last season, man. West didn't last long either. So I think yeah. what's happened, man, and Darrell, I, I know you, you, you're right. You you're about, right. You're right. You might dude. you, you, you're sitting here watching this, man. I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie. I know you and Wes have had your, your quibbles online and whatnot, but if you went out there and you're staring across the field from 12 British dudes, four people from big brother, you don't know half of these folks, but you're like, man, I'm no West for 15 years. You know, like you might True. think, yeah. Hey, this is the best way to get us to the end. And then we can duke it out, but let's stop. I know our egos are bigger than everybody else here. Let's save that shit for the end of the movie. Movie, right like You're you right. watch a movie yeah. luke skywalker and darth vader they fight at the end of the movie you know beginning of the movie you're taking out stormtroopers that's what wes is like you know what let's go back let's stop trying to take out darth vader now i'll take him out at the end of the movie let's get rid of stormtroopers and that's what it is that's why you throw in a J. ct trying to take advantage of that throwing himself <laughs> in to go against jay 
and it backfires. But, man, this is sort of, if you look at it, though, besides the fact that he loses to Jay, this is veteran leadership and veteran strategy at its finest because you have Wes and Johnny navigating the voter and getting Jay put in there. Then you have CT winning the daily, bringing in, he wins it with Bailey. They bring in her, you know, accomplice, biggest ally, fiance, Swaggy, who he gets to sort of guarantee, hey, I don't want to go in. All right. It's not going to be me. So CT gets to decide, do I go in or not? You have another veteran essentially calling a shot, sizing up Jay, saying, hey, am I going to have an easier road to the final than Jay? Probably not. He ends up being wrong about that. He loses. But this episode, if you look at it, was really veterans continuing to run this game better than ever when you look at CT, Johnny, and Wes, up until, of course, him losing the elimination. Yeah, got to agree with you. But I think I think he should have sat back and saw there was no contact involved and probably just threw someone else in. It was too early. Too early. And also, they they slept on Jay. Every, they thought he was going to walk right over him. You can't sleep on anybody. You know? Nothing's, nothing's guaranteed, bro. It's like, you don't know. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I want to bring it back around to to where kind of Darrell falls into this this mix of challenge history and the mess. Um, at some point, uh, at some point, Kara and Johnny have to essentially do the same thing because they're in the same boat as you just explained, Scott. They're in the same boat where it's like, all right, all these fucking new people are going to come after us and either we're going to have each other's backs and or or, or they're going to fucking pick us off. So what do you want to do? And then a year later, they hate each other. They go they, they go into war for uh, one challenge and then afterwards – they're they're out to they they're out to hate each other again, um, but uh, there was a time was there not a time Darrell where you and Wes could have teamed up like this was could have been you and Wes on Fresh Meat too, but you decided to not go with him. I never. I, you know what? No, no, no. Fresh Meat too. He set me up so purdy. That boy set me up clean and smooth. I had seen him before we went on a challenge. I forgot what it was. We must have did some. I don't know what it was, but we were in L.A. together, me, him, Nehemiah, someone else for some reason. And he actually came to me and said, let's work together and shook my hand. And that's why I got so mad after Fresh Me Too, because as soon as I got on there, he got me out the house. And he had just shook my hand literally two months before we went into the or a month before. We already knew we were going and he wanted to work with me, but he stabbed me right in the back. But but I've always tried to help Wes out a little bit because I always felt bad for him in Fresh Meat 1. And then also to in the ruins because I don't like to throw the same person in every time. But it's a game and you're trying to win. So it's like like you don't want to step – you don't want to piss other people off. So why, just, why like they say, just piss off one person. And once you go that way, you might as well just keep going that way if they keep coming back. But I would always feel bad a little bit. So there could have been times where I was actually trying to just calm him down, but he there was no calming him down like in the ruins. He was living. Scott, Scott, I, I'm going to let you get us back on track here in just a second. I just want to ask Darrell one question. If you can describe, after all these years, if you can describe Johnny's game and you could describe Wes's game, how, how would you put it? How are they different? How are they always the same? Are they always the same? Uh, Wes's game, you can't, he is different than, because Wes hits everybody before the season starts and try to, you know, um, 
try to build an alliance before you start Johnny's game. I don't know. He's never. It's kind of like uh, how many seasons I did with Johnny. I don't think I did two, three. Um, it's kind of a different. I think Wes's game is a little bit more. Uh, you could say smarter, but everybody knows it now. It's kind of like Kyle. <laughs> you know, you can't trust him. I got one from Rogan too. Earlier today, Rogan was like. He was like, I did everything. I, the the power of editing. He was like, the power of editing. I don't know if this is exactly how it went, but he was uh, the, the the power man. The the mastery of editing. I did everything in my power not to show them that I cared. Oh, and, bro, that's a lie. That's a lie. You didn't do a good enough job, brother. No, it's dude. A, oh, fuck. Bro, it was written all over his face. He didn't even have to say a word. The way he kept sucking his lips, it looked like that time when they was going to throw him in elimination, I think, last season. And he was, like, sucking his lip like, wait, what do you mean? When he got scared, he had that same look when Jay was kissing D. That same, his lip, it's a thing he does with his mouth. And that same exact look was the same look he had in deliberation last season when they was about to throw his ass in. When he was about to cry. Same Scott, exact thing. Scott, what was he like? What was he like? Scott, come on. D, I, I, what do you want me to say? I didn't like it. I saw you and Jay, and you want me to tell you? But I, I'll be honest. I, I'll be honest. It, it, it did not make me feel good. It was like if you ever waking up in the morning, you have some orange juice, and then you realize oh, I didn't brush my teeth, and then you brush your teeth, and you're like orange juice and toothpaste does not taste good together. That's what it tasted like to see you kissing Jay. Disgusting. Well, what, when you got when you guys got back home, why'd you go running out of the room? Like, what, were you scared that fucking Jay was going to go just right up on the top bunk or something or what? No, I was scared. Look, I was scared my emotions were going to pour out of me like, like TOC, don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, they both look bad. Him and D. That's crazy. <laughs> D, D, I'll be honest. So D is. Yeah, I like D. I, I like D. Well, I love D. She was shook. look bad. I love D. When Brody got mad, she was so shook, dude. Man, <laughs> looking bad. And then she followed him back. I'm like, oh my God. What we the all fuck? love we D here. Are we in the third grade? No, I we're, know. We're, here, cool. we're Team D. Obviously, you were with us in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. D's great. No, she's hella cool. D's great. I get it. You know, I think but you that, could see yeah. the emotions. You could see the emotions. You could tell that they had something, and whether it was a love or 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 nah, something. nah, that's a territorial thing. I don't think Rogan wants anything to do with her, but he don't want to see her mess with anybody. It's almost like he's trying to act like a it's a territorial thing. You know, like a little he's he's throwing a little hissy. He's throwing a little hissy fit. That's why guys suck. That's why guys are pieces of shit because a guy can literally he did it just a week ago. The guy, a guy can go to lunch with <laughs> yeah. his friend. He wasn't even thinking about, about her. He wasn't. No, what he, that's what he's saying. She, he wasn't even thinking about My point D. is that a guy can go to lunch with his buddy and be like, are you kidding me? D, I could give a fuck about her. And then that night sees her making out with another guy and be like, D, come on. You hurt my feelings. You know, like just because <laughs> no, he doesn't want her. That's not what he said. He said you would. Oh, yeah, you're right. He did. He said it in a in a in a, in a much nicer way. Yeah, he, he said, said it like it. he was the prince of England. Come on, you you won, you won. And then, but, and then, and then he's a lovely and then he guy. Puts on a, and then he puts on a fur coat and complains to all the guys about it. He might as well had put her pulled her aside and said, "Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, and the very next day, <laughs> you gave it away." That's honestly, my, might as well have said that, George Michael. All right, let's talk about the other budding romance Wait. in the house that we know hey. is coming, right? Melanie Lang writes in. She says, 
I was dying when I heard Bear talking about Kayla. All I could think about was Scott's oh. impression. Thank you, Melanie. Let me ask you guys. Uh, we, we have like I've never seen a hookup get teased to this degree. Is it because know, they right? know that we as a country know because it got spoiled by Us Weekly and People yeah. Magazine? Because I've never seen. When have you? When was the last time you saw? I mean, who's two people that hooked up on the challenge when you guys were on it? Right, Robin and Mark. Were they teasing it three episodes before? No. Yeah. <laughs> like how long? How long did it, did it happen right away on the first night, or is it, are they playing it right? Like how you know? Does it take two weeks? I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'm wondering my damn self. Dude, I'm not this is to, like... I'm not close to Kayla like that where I can call her like, hello, so when did you... You know, I'm curious too, though. They're planting the seeds like the way that they like started to let you know in Game of Thrones that Daenerys Targaryen was probably going to turn bad, right? They're planting seeds early on, like someone fucks with her and she burns them with a dragon. They're letting you know early. They're doing like in the middle of a challenge. They cut to an interview. Bears like, oh, Kayla, Kayla ran by me. Hey, Kayla, how you doing? When was the last time they <laughs> wasted interview time on a hookup six episodes in on the second episode of the season? I've never seen it before. For. Yeah, you got me on that one. That, yeah. yeah, they are definitely. I think because everybody knows, so they're trying to like maybe. I don't know. All right, here's uh, a question from our man Tyrone from South Carolina. Do you think Rogan was seriously hurt or faking his pain and trying to use it to his advantage and trying to get thrown in? He personally thinks he was nah, faking how hurt he was. I don't think he was. was thinking about getting thrown in. I don't think that was the last thing on his mind. The boy doesn't. He wasn't trying to get thrown in. Interesting. I think he was. I think he was basically. He figured, oh, girl left, Jen left, and now who else does he have? Oh, he has indeed. No one else is pushing up on me. Who am I going to go to, Nani? Or so I think that he. You're going to be stuck there for what? Another. What? What is it? Month Cindy? and a half, at least. Yeah, at least, at least another month and a half another right eight now. Weeks. So it's like he probably felt like, all right, well, if she's going to start fucking with him, then how am I going to get my dick wet? So <laughs> I think that's what he went. He's like, I better go to back what I know and be nice to D. Or not nice to her, but, you know, try to check her and get her back. That's what I think. Darrell, always a favorite, always a great guest. What I love about the Madhouse is these guys take the handcuffs off, all right? They know this is going up to our smaller audience, our exclusive audience of Pod Squatters. So they treat it a little differently. They let them fly. They tell you what they really think, what they really feel. Not that they don't on the normal podcast as well, but they know this is for the Pod Squad over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. So just a sneak peek of what we do over there. We hope you guys enjoy this special podcast preview of what we do over there. And like I said, guys, if you ever just, you know, if you're, you're having financial trouble, if you, if you don't have the means, email me, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. I'll, se- I'll send you an episode of The Madhouse. You know, we're, we're, it's, not, it's not meant to be that type of transaction. It's, hey, please help us. We, we would love the help. And if you do, this is a bonus podcast series we do for you guys. But it's not, nah, 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 you can't listen. So email me, send me a letter, drop me your name, whatever. Uh, I'll, get you, I'll get you an episode, all right? Here's the last guest we had in week four, Kellyanne Judd. If you were at our show in Denver, if you've ever heard her on our podcast before, she's one of our favorite guests, and you're about to find out why. Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. That's the last time I'll say it, guys. Well, maybe not. Maybe I'll say it again at the end, but join the pod squad. Starting this May the 1st, great way to get the entire month of May. We're going to have some great guests breaking down Total Madness every Wednesday night over at Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. Remember to go to TrustBrothersCBD.com and use that code MANIA. And get 20% off. Just going to say, Trust Brothers CBD, the Madhouse, pretty nice combo on Wednesday nights. All right, here we go. Kelly and Judd. 
the Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. Have you ever wanted to do your best impression of CT carrying Johnny Bananas around like a backpack on Cutthroat? Well, now you can with the M-Pack, the fully functional backpack that doubles as a weight training pack. And our girl Emily Schramm is nice enough to hook up Challenge Mania listeners with 15% off your entire order. Just go to www.thempack.com slash mania and enter the code mania at checkout. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Scott, who do you think I am? Leonardo Decathlon? I'm not ready to carry an M-Pack full of weights yet. I sit around listening to you and D all day and watching Vendetta's trailers. Well, M-Pack also has really cool-looking gear as well. They've got soft, comfy sweatpants, a really dope hat, T-shirts, and some other gear that looks good on everyone and makes awesome gifts for the active person or challenge fan in your life. So if you want to show some love to one of the nicest challenge competitors around, Emily Schramm, and support the Challenge Mania podcast, all while scoring some sick new threads, workout gear, or backpacks in the process, go to www.thempack.com slash mania. And remember to use the code mania to get 15% off your whole order. Not 10%, we're talking 15% off. Anybody who cops some gear sends DNI a pick you sporting it, we'll be sure to retweet you, shout you out on the show, and show you some love. Like, why do they keep throwing in the weakest people? Like, take out your big people. Like, they're all scared, but it's like... Why are you, unless you're going to like put yourself in like, like CT did and then the, the shocking loss, but you're going, that makes sense. Like you want a person who you think you can beat and then you can volunteer yourself. But if you're not volunteering yourself, why are you trying to get rid of all the people you think are weak? That that's what was like surprising to me. Like I was, I would have been like, Hey, yeah, let's throw in Johnny. If I was a guy and I thought that Johnny could beat me because if I'm not going to go in, let's throw in CT and Johnny together. Let's take out some people to scare me. Well, well, ironically, that's what the girls did. Ironically, that's what Anissa, Casey, and Big T did, if you hadn't noticed. Did you guys notice that? They put in fucking Maddie, D, and Tori. You yeah, know? that was smart. That, that, there, there's, there's more than just like, you know, emotionally charged drama there. Oh, did you say my name? I said your name. Did you put, has my name been in your mouth? You know, no, it was like. Yeah, but then they got rid of uh, what was the the first episode? Let me Asaf. see. I'm talking about Asaf. No, the girl, the girl, Jen, oh, Jen, 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 beautiful Jen. They took out beautiful petite Jen and gave her to the strongest woman yep. there. Yep. Why would you hand this girl when she's in the? She she was in the Tribeca, right? She was able to choose herself <laughs> to go in the Tribeca. And you're going. Whatever. They should call and, it the Tribeca. <laughs> and whatever. She was her, though. She was in it, But right? it was the and, five funeral. Okay. Well, did she get to choose right. herself? I'm pretty sure she got to choose herself. And then everyone else got to choose ahead of time. Before she chose herself, they're like, look, let's all give her this this easy one. Because they were all too scared to say somebody else. And, and there was a pecking order. And they said, oh, well, it'll be easier to say this girl that way. You know, we don't have to, stir, you know, rock the boat. But you're going, you're going to give her... To the biggest girl here, and now the biggest girl here has a school so that she can probably beat you in a final. So unless you're just trying to hang out in this horrible house for a longer period of time and not win any money, like what are you what are you thinking? What's your game plan here? Because now this beast of a woman has a school but no one else does, and this weakest girl, well, apparently the weakest girl, is now gone. 
Yeah, I think they'll, they'll come around people. on that. I think I don't think that'll happen again. I think that they probably learned their lesson with that one. Um, yeah, but did, why did it take learning a lesson? And there, not, were, there well, are, let's be honest, there's not a lot of other girls that are layups on that show. So, true. so, so, so here, so here's the thing. That was probably the most like the most ridiculous, easiest thing I've seen since Susie went against Casey in that kicking the bamboos challenge on the ruins right. that you saw okay this, right. it totally reminded me of that it was like literally the number one girl is facing off the number 15 girl for what and i think it's literally because d who i believe has been essentially the female mvp of the season so far say what you want about her she's got you know four episodes deep she's making moves However the hell she wants. She's calling people out. She's telling Johnny Bananas in the deliberation. Yeah, motherfucker. I was the one that seconded voting your ass in with Ashley. I was, I was the, the co-conspirator. So what? And what? And he's, and you could see him. He's like, whoa, 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 well, uh, are you going to yeah, do that again? Are you going to do that again? Yeah. He's That's like, why he he's hates scared Ashley, of her. He up for herself. Yeah. Yeah. He's like scared of her. Jeez. You know, so, everyone. You know, and Big T's in in the in the in the five bunal this week, and she's like, "Well, did you say my name before?" And she's like, "Fuck yeah, I did." And you know what? Put me in. Actually, I want the red skull. So I, this is my time. I want to go in against her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it, like I just I just think this girl is just making these fucking boss moves, and just like literally, you know, has got bigger balls than fucking Jordan did last season. So you're talking about D's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about D's nuts. Kellyanne, anything else before we let you go? Thank you so much for giving us two hours of your time. Hey, I I got this uh, nope. Nope. It's a poster. I love it. I just sent it to Anissa and said, love. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, I would say I think Anissa thus far. I mean, I, there's like, I got a soft spot for her. I'm enjoying watching her on this season very much. She's kind of like chilled, but like has that happy, like mama, I got this kind of thing going on, you know, like been here before, kind of know my way around, really like that. And honestly too, Nani's been pretty calm and kept it, kept it real with having her, you know, first night hookup. I, I always appreciate that from Nani. So that was really fun. And Jenna is looking amazing. So I'm happy to see all my girls on there. So it's really, it's been, I think it's a good season. And I gotta give, I gotta give Bear an honorable mention. I mean, listen, he's entertaining. like this guy with the fire. That's unbelievable. And for him to keep that finger on the trigger, you know, like not just like, oh, let me get a little spritzer out of here. It's like he fucking just like wailed on it, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I, I think if I actually met him, I would like him more than I like watching him. But it's hard to say. It like is one of those, like yeah. you mentioned, you're talking about Johnny, about how like you like Johnny out of the game. He's a fun guy to hang out with. Like it's the same thing we hear with. Bear. No, but like, see, I feel like I could trust Bear more than I could trust Johnny, and I couldn't really trust Bear. But I feel like when he was actually like honest with you, like you could, I feel like you could actually believe his words. Whereas Johnny, mm. oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I said. Uh, uh, me and Scott were talking before this podcast is, uh, so usually. Usually Johnny's like the guy that's like overzealous during like um, 
dailies and TV timeouts, right? Like TV timeouts, like everyone get in position. We're about to announce the winners. Um, and then Johnny's got to like fart on somebody, you know, (laughs) quiet, right? This, this time we've got like bear doing it. Like every bear's got to have, you know, the, the loud yell during silent time, during quiet time. He's got to be like the, you know, over the top guy, you know? He's more over the top than Johnny for sure. That's yeah, hilarious. And, and like, and Johnny, like, it's, it's like this, you know, this, this like uh, attention needy. Like, I That's what drove me crazy about him though. And it's like, it's like so many times we're like, just shut the fuck up. Oh, we know yeah. Johnny's going to have the last for a guy to just shut the fuck up already. And Johnny's just letting, you know, bear do it. And then we see Wes get pissed off, right? Like, oh, act like you've done it before. No, Johnny like, and Bear are clearly aligned. Did you hear Bear in the in the Tribeca yeah, when he was like, thought, he yeah. was grilling the person on behalf of Johnny, like he was his henchman. Yeah. He was like, somebody said Banana's name last week, and did they have an accomplice? And Dee's yep. like, yeah, it was me. He's like, I arrest oh, my case, boy. Detective Bananas. Here yeah. you go. Yep. Yep. So, and then, and then, he was, yeah, he was showing loyalty. He was saying, look, I'm not going to ask myself. I'm going to ask about you because I'm loyal to you, sir. Yeah. So and that was a good catch. And Tell then, you, uh, what were you saying? Yeah. No, I was going to say, this is, this, we didn't touch on this. I feel like we went heavy. We went heavy and hard on Johnny in this, this episode, but I got to give it to. You can take it. I got to, I got to give it yeah. to the West, the West comment where he's like, He's like, oh, Bear's never won anything in his life. He's just so overzealous with his comments when, you know, ironically, he beat up the last season, you know? And did he really win Big Brother? Did you say he won Big Brother? He, and He won Celebrity Big Brother, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, maybe maybe Wes just doesn't know his his background. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. It's, it's, they're all taking shots at each other. I just, <laughs> uh, I, just, I just feel like the need of, of leveling everything out. You know, I like that. Yeah, I just want to level it all out. Wouldn't be the madhouse if Derek didn't shit on Wes a little bit. All right. Thank you guys (laughs) for joining us. Give our best to Max. Kellyanne, please tell him we say hello. He's already uh, in bed, but I will. What a champ he is. Somehow I knew he'd be in bed and I love that about him. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you for imparting the wisdom of the what is it? The Wafkini? What is it called? What is it? The, uh, the, the oh. breathing? Mim Kopp. Wim Kopp. Wim Hof. Wim Hof, yeah. Wim Hof. That also, I know it's not, could also be a great name for a Star Wars character. But um, thank you for imparting the Wim Hof breathing exercise wisdom on us, your sage wisdom, as you light a sage candle. Yeah, and you know, you can actually get his app for free, and then you can pay for the upgrade, but you can get it for free, so everyone should at least check it out, or YouTube. Ironically, people can get our podcast for free, but everyone listening to this, pay for the upgrade. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Derek, anything else for the Maniacs before we let them go? No, I really appreciate you, patrons. Thank you so much for everything. Right, and thank you, Kellyanne. It's so nice catching up and getting us caught up on Evelyn. Whoa. Guys, yeah. if, there's, if there's four words you take from this, it's vote for Sarah Gideon. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. See take you. care. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, give it up for Miss Kellyanne Judd. Give it up for Cliff Hogg, Darrell Taylor, Mark Long, all of our guests in the Madhouse. We are going to keep them coming. Hopefully you enjoyed this sneak peek inside the Madhouse. Hopefully you consider becoming a Maniac-level patron 
of Challenge Mania over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. And hey, if you want to check out a full episode of the Madhouse, just email me, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. I'd be happy to send you an episode. If you want to consider becoming a Challenge Mania patron, you want to try it out, see what a full episode is like, or if, hey, you can't afford it, if it's not a good time for you, I'll send you an episode anyway, all right? We really appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much for all the kind words about all of our episodes this week. Dean Nguyen, Ashley Mitchell, Abram Boise inside the Madhouse. And guess what's coming up, guys? May 1st, the first of the month. No better time to become a Challenge Mania patron because you get the whole month for the price of $15 every single bonus podcast we have ever done. Challenge Mania shop is open, guys. Go get those Nope t-shirts. I'm starting to see them come in. Post those photos. We love to see it. At Shot of Jaeger on Twitter, at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. You know where to find D. He's at DerekMTV on all platforms. Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania podcast. And you guys, have a great weekend. Really appreciate you. Peace. All right, guys, this ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wow, that's pretty cool. But those glasses kind of make you look like your Uncle Bob. Oh, not exactly the look I was going for. Um, okay, how about these clear glasses? Oh, or these round ones? Very on trend. I like both on you. You know, I also like these aviator sunglasses. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenny.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.